This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is supported by Trustonomy, an original podcast from One Trust. Every good relationship you have, personal or business, it involves trust. But we all know that trust doesn't just happen, right? We've all lost trust in a friend or a brand or a product. Trustonomy is a new podcast that looks at true stories from the past to understand how trust works and what makes it stronger and how to rebuild it when it's broken. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a good podcast that weaves historical stories and relates it to what's happening today. So I thoroughly enjoyed this Trustonomy episode and recommend that you check that out as well. Search for Trustonomy in your podcast player. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Many thanks to the One Trust team for their support. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing. They're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security again HackerOne.com slash AI dash safety dash security. Well, today's the day. Launch day. Well, for most of our stories anyway. We've been following Lee, Krish, and Gunto over the last few months as they've developed or led their teams to develop various product ideas. Launch day is always a strange thing. I remember my first launch we were holed up in an office in downtown San Diego. We developed an iOS game, and on that morning, we were about to push it live. Oh, yeah? Okay, what happened? So, honestly, like, nothing, right? We, we pushed the thing live. We had this whole world map set up so we could track the millions of downloads that we were going to get. Um, but we didn't really have a marketing strategy in place. Hmm, I know those launches, too. Yeah, yeah. It took a couple weeks, honestly, before people started finding the app through search and the team was bummed out for a bit. But then, you know, we just got back to work. Well, I have a feeling that our launches today won't end up like that. No, no, I, I don't think so. Welcome 
to rocketship.fm. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We are your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. So let's get one thing out of the way. What's that? We won't be hearing from Gunto's team this week. They were slightly delayed in engineering, so we'll catch up with them in two weeks in our post-launch show. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, We still have two big updates for you. That's right. Starting with Lee. Yes, Lee. So Lee has slowly been pitching leadproof.com to various clients and he's been getting them to sign up. Yeah, I see the site and it's still just a sign up form, basically. (laughs) Yes, it looks like he'll be keeping it behind a beta for a while. But yes, first, he took about two weeks off to attend a funeral and a wedding. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't open my laptop bag at all. And I did work, but the work that I did was open up my notebook and scribble down an idea and flesh something out, something out with pen and paper. And then back to sitting on the beach. And it was great. Oh, wow. So before launching, he took two weeks to himself to think and plan and, of course, do other things. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's back and he's been hustling. Oh, yeah? And he's making sales. I have six paying users, which sound like much, but I settled on a price. So I'm billing them $79 a month. And I... I haven't had anybody tell me no when I could actually get them on the phone. And didn't one of the customers in part come from this podcast? Yeah, one of his customers started listening at the beginning of the season, and he's now one of those six customers. That is so cool. Yeah. So now he has a marketing problem. But what I've concluded was that I need to put together a proper like landing page and explanation page. Do that side of it because the app... I can bike shed everything in the app now. I can, hey, this should be eight pixels bigger and this should be blue and this functionality should do this. And I can I can do that for days. And I do that because I don't like doing the uncomfortable stuff of actually calling people and trying to make sales. So that's what I'm, I'm going to focus on now is putting together a page that explains what's up, what it does, what problem it's solving and who it's for. I think if I leave it functionality-wise and just focus on trying to figure out who this best resonates with by picking up the phone, I'm going to know exactly where I need to be outside that. I think we can all relate to that. Yeah, but I'm excited for him to jump on those sales calls. And I'm glad that he's looking at them as both sales and customer development because that's really what they are. So my goal for next month is I want to add 20 more customers. And I know it seems like a really small, insignificant number, but it it seems to be the number that I feel comfortable with adding a month. If he adds and 20 customers each month, he'll quickly build a, a pretty healthy business, especially for like a one-person company. So right now he has, what, about $474 in monthly recurring revenue? But in 12 months, if he adds 20 customers per month, assuming no one churns, he'll have 246 customers paying $79 a month or 233000 in annual recurring revenue. Damn. that! And that actually doesn't sound too crazy. No, no. So we'll catch up with Lee one last time coming up in our season finale. And next up after the break... We'll go to see how the launch of Revenue Story went for Krish and the Charge B team. 
So Krish and the Chargebee team are preparing for the launch of Revenue Story, a new brand and application under the Chargebee umbrella. Krish, talk to us about how the idea of Revenue Story came to be. So the answers are just not there in more data. Most often they're not. It's actually making sense of data by putting them together is when you get an answers. And we thought uh, Revenue Story could be a beautiful way in which we can actually solve, apply this philosophy um, bring this to light um, by working closely with the customers and solve a problem in a way that it's like how we like to see it solved. Uh, and that's why revenue store. Had they been doing these calculations for themselves? Actually, for the last four years, they've been delivering them to all of their enterprise customers. So did they work with these customers to develop the idea? Absolutely. Yeah, a few of them we have a, we are co-creating with them by showing early prototypes. We, in fact, we did not even try to build uh, the early iterations. We just printed questions and cards, and then showed those cards to them to ask: Does this question make sense? This is a kind of question you ask to find out: Is my business growing or shrinking? Right? And do you know why it? Uh, grew this much today, right? Which geography gives you the most revenue this month? And questions like that, uh, which geography is growing the fastest for you? And questions like that uh, resonated, we wanted to test which ones resonated better with which team. And then use that to say, okay, now, okay, so how are we going to present the answer to that? Right? It did not be a report. Uh, so that is how it started. What if you could just give the answer in Slack? Then you don't need a system. All you need is an API. <laughs> so it started there. So I still don't understand, like, why is this a separate product? So Chris also explained a bit more about the rationale here. So why a separate product is that um, there are layers to how you analyze data, which is fundamentally different from how uh, a transactional system uh, like Chargebee is used. Right? Chargebee is a system of record in some sense, which is customer lifecycle data. And then it also has transactional data related to payments and all that. Um, but a typical analytic system requires uh, a different framework in, in, uh, through which you actually analyze the data and then how it works. Uh, we will consume some portions of what Revenue Story delivers within the Chargebee product. But uh, we think that there is a la much larger play to Revenue Story than just Chargebee. Um, and again, it's again a hypothesis that we formed saying uh, if we could be wrong, we could be right. But the only way to figure out is uh, by testing it out. Today, Revenue Story works on top of Chargebee. So they know that this is a problem for their customers. But a big part of this experiment seems to be trying to figure out how much demand there is for a product like this. Right. And like worst case scenario, they roll it all back into Chargebee. So did everybody feel confident leading up to the launch? Well, no, not everyone. Pretty much everybody was thinking that multi-product is a strict no-no, including the investor world. Everybody used to think that you shouldn't build multiple product companies because that means that you do not have belief in your first product. And that used to be the hypothesis, but it has been proven wrong time and again with uh, so many uh, now companies now doing going through the same path. Because if you think about uh, how companies are now evolving and right? you build a customer base, build a compelling value proposition, and then you find your true north. And then you follow your customer's uh, journey in terms of what problems exist in, their, in your customer's life and how do I solve it better. And it's 
just following that path. Okay. So drum roll and I'm, you'll have to trust that I'm doing it here. How <laughs> did the launch go? Yeah, there has not been much breathing room. So just the launch of Revenue Story happened yesterday. And now there is like today is like, ah, that's good, right? We didn't screw it up. Yeah, that was just day before. Yeah. And we didn't screw it up. It was like, ah, that's a huge relief. <laughs> and then the feedback has been good. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday we had the all hands. Yeah. So launch day went well. It went really well. They promoted it to their existing customers and the reception was really positive. Okay. And any press? It, it looks like they got some, right? A, a quick search. I found, you know, it got picked up by Betakit and a couple other publications. All right. That's cool. That's very cool. So coming up, we're going to be following up on these launches and learning how the Auth0 AB test launch went. And that's coming up next time in two weeks because yes next week is industry it's my conference industry the product conference and it's here in cleveland i am going to be slammed michael i'm actually making sure that you're going to be slammed during the conference too thanks a lot for helping out <laughs> i'm excited i i can't wait to be there and so if you're going to be there come say hi come see us yeah and even you could look out for the rocket ship table we got a rocket ship table that'll be up and it, it should be pretty cool but we'll be back soon after that right Yes, so we'll be back for the season finale here in two weeks, and we're going to be wrapping up these pretty amazing stories. Thanks so much for tuning into season five of Rocketship.fm. For the next couple of months, we're going to be taking you deep into these stories, and we're incredibly excited to do that for you. We're also proud to now be part of the Podglomerate Network. So if you'd like to check out more great Podglomerate shows, go to thepodglomerate.com. And man, there's a ton. So if you like what you hear, leave us a review. We always love it. And we'll see you back here next week.